Hello, and welcome to the Nursing Standard podcast. I'm Shruti Sheth Trivedi, Senior Reporter at Nursing Standard. One year ago, nurses in England, Wales and Northern Ireland took part in historic strike action, many for the first time. Some of the biggest hospitals across the UK saw nurses walk out in their fight for better pay and working conditions, as well as concerns over unsafe staffing levels and patient safety. Joining me today is RCN Chief Nurse Nicola Ranger to talk about the anniversary and whether things have changed for nurses a year on. Welcome to our podcast, Nicola. Thank you. The 15th of December marks quite a momentous occasion. Um, you know, what are your sort of feelings on it when you look back on that? Because it was it was a huge thing to happen, wasn't it, for, for nurses and for the NHS as well? Thank you. It absolutely was a momentous occasion. Uh, the very first time in the Royal College of Nursing's 106 year history that uh, England, Ireland and Wales, she said, went went out on strike. Um, and it was a big deal, uh, but a real mark of how frustrated nurses were with regard to their pay and their conditions and just really not feeling valued. Um, so a really momentous occasion where nurses really came together to raise their collective voice. Absolutely. Um, And do you think that a year on uh, since the strikes, do you think the voice of nursing has changed at all? Did it sort of show the power that nurses have when they join together? Yes, I think we did show that we could raise our voices and that we are a profession that uh, is prepared to be strong and loud with what we have to say on behalf of ourselves and our patients. I think it is clear that our General Secretary and Chief Exec Pat Cullen led a, a brilliant campaign where the public really started to understand what nurses' concerns were. And she became a figure that that people really recognised and she clearly articulated nursing concerns. And I think we were very much seen as a talking point. We had a huge amount of public support. And I think that was because we started to articulate nursing concerns. And the public really recognised that, particularly post-COVID, when they really know the, and saw the value of nurses in action. Yes, that's very, that's very, very true. Um, for a lot of nurses, it was, you know, the first time that they'd ever been on strike. What impact do you think that's had on the profession? I mean, let's let's be honest, it it does cause different emotions in people and some people fundamentally disagreed. Let's also be honest about that. I don't know any nurse that took this action lightly. Mm. People's biggest concern was the impact on their patients and their family. But it was being really clear they weren't just striking for themselves. They were striking for patients and the families they look after, because what they could clearly see is they weren't always able to give the care they wanted to give because of staff shortages, because pay and conditions is having a huge impact on um, on the care that we're able to give patients mm. because of vacancies and the pressure. So. What I heard on every picket line, and I've never been so proud of nurses, whenever they were spoken to, they talked about themselves, but their next breath was always the patient. So I think that was really, really clear 
in, in how they articulated themselves. But did nurses with the strike action get what they actually deserved? Absolutely not. Mm. They deserved so much more. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm sure many, many, if not all of our listeners will will agree with that. You, you obviously you mentioned that it was very clear that it that the strikes were about pay, but it was also about, you know, they were about poor working conditions, patient safety, um, unsafe staffing levels. Were these issues widely known by the public before, and and how do you think that's changed since? I think. We talk about um, fair pay and safe staffing as nurses in one breath. But I've got to be honest, I'm not sure the public still fully understands the real challenges of safe staffing. Hmm. If you look at aviation, if you look at um, childcare, there's a maximum number of people that anyone looks after as a childminder. And if you're flying a plane, there's a minimum number of safe staff to man the plane. When it comes to the most vital thing of people's health at the most vulnerable and safety critical times in their lives, sadly, there is no such minimum staffing level. Um, And I'm not sure the public do fully understand that. I think many would assume that that's a given. Um, And that's why I think it's incredibly difficult for nursing staff because in many settings, The thing that frustrates them most is when they can't give the care they want to give because there's not enough of them. And there is no, there's guidance, there's acuity and dependency scoring, but there's no clear safety critical red line when Mm. it comes to staffing uh, for for, for nursing in all settings. We have guidance in paediatrics and critical care and neonates and other areas, but generally, there is not that maximum number. And, um, you know, a district nurse, you know, ideally should look after 10 10 visits in a day. The average district nurse is doing 25 visits a day with 15 minute intervals. So safe staffing is is a really big issue that I'm not sure that the public fully understand. And we need to explain that without making them feel scared. But I know that uh, to all our members, it's pay and safe staffing. The two are so closely linked mm. and absolutely affect each other. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the sort of going back to you know what impact the strike has had on the profession. Um, it was also the first time that nurses were actually around the negotiating table with the government. Uh, how important do you think was this milestone was for the profession as well? It was important to be able to directly negotiate with the government. But of course, we are also part of uh, Agenda for Change. So also at the table with other trade unions. So we're part of that entire collective body as nurses with physios and OTs and midwives and, and all sorts of other members of staff within Agenda for Change. And I'm not sure that that's fully understood or at times because of course doctors and dentists have their own separate pay spine their Mm. own separate negotiations so whatever was negotiated for nurses and the nursing team was for the entire entire NHS yeah 
Yeah, very much so. Um, you were actually working, I understand, uh, through the strikes uh, in hospitals. Uh, could you tell us a bit about what that was like? What you know, what was it like to be on the front line? Um, what was the support like from other nurses who had maybe decided not to strike or couldn't? Uh, and even you know, clinicians, other clinicians, uh, and and even some of the patients. Like, what was it? What was that whole experience like for you? So, uh, just just to be clear, I visited hospitals during the strike but mm -hmm. I had previously been a chief nurse in acute hospitals so I had only just joined the um, I joined the RCN on the 7th of December so just before strike action but actually I've been clinically working and leading as a chief nurse at King's in London mm -hmm. prior to that. Yes. So although I visited hospitals during that strike action, I, I didn't clinically work at the time. I but, see. but because I literally just come very, very recently from um, uh, a clinical practice and being a chief nurse post, I had a very good understanding. Of, of the pressures both of why the staff were striking but also I also knew that the impact of the strike action was going to feel very great on, on the services that were that nurses were you know where the strike action was taking place so I was able with that very recent acute experience uh, able to help as part of the team the RCN negotiate that 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 uh that strike action. And what was um, you said you were working, you were sort of uh, working in hospitals beforehand. Uh, I'm assuming many of the clinicians and patients knew that these strikes were going to happen because it was announced, I think, sort of in November, wasn't it? What 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 sort of was their reaction um, when when that was announced? I think the public is very informed. They can absolutely see that the NHS is under extreme pressure. They mm. can see it. Anyone that's recently would have recently had a, a family member in many settings being looked after could absolutely see the, the pressure that nurses were under. So we did actually have an extremely high support um, from the public. They really understand why nurses have, have um, had enough and uh, certainly, I think the patients understand the value of nursing more than the government. They clearly mm. know the difference that nursing in all settings make and um, and believe we should be paid more, valued more, and there should be more of us. Absolutely. And, and you, as you rightly said, you know, general support, public support for nurses uh, during the strikes was very high. Uh, a lot of them visited picket lines, showed solidarity, you know, brought food and treats. And uh, it was really nice, nice for us to see that. So how important was that for nurses? Has that sort of bolstered them through the tough times um, in the health service? We as nurses never, ever take public for su support for granted. We really, really value it. But I think nurses know that that support is there from the public. But what they really want is that support translated into action from the government, because we totally value that. But they've got to the stage where they value also being able to financially look after their families, look after themselves and be able to have a decent standard of living. 
on every on any data uh, when you internationally benchmark nursing salaries in the UK, they are so significantly lower than mm. other countries. And I think they've nurses have had enough. We want that support to turn into tangible value from the government. And at the moment, we can't see that. On that note, then, do you think there is appetite for strike action again? We know that nurses had were striking with an incredibly heavy heart. Does anybody really want to do that again? Mm. Of course not. But we've got a general election coming up. We've got a new pay review for next year. Yeah. It would be very unwise for any government to not significantly take notice of nursing and nurses. Um, when we actually evaluate it all, nurses got the lowest pay rise of any public sector worker. How can that be right? And you do start to question where a 90% female profession, is this what guides the value of nursing? I think enough is enough, actually. So would, would we completely rule it out? No. Is it our first choice? Absolutely not. What mm. we do want to do is have the opportunity for, for governments to properly correct and start to correct the wrongdoing of nursing pay that has happened over you know, a period of time because now we've slipping so far behind and we absolutely want this resolved because, of course, formally, the RCN is still in dispute over pay with the government. Mm. So then if if the RCN is invited to the negotiating table again, um, aside from pay, which we all know is is the main sort of, you know, the big issue here, um, would the RCN also push for the non-pay elements that came up last time? For example, the, the separate nursing pay spine that was sort of talked about by the government. Yes, we are. We are. We are working on all of those um, those those non-pay issues. It does relate back to what I said about the consultants and the um, and the dentists. They are part of their own pay spine, so they're able to uniquely sort out their issues as one group. Nursing, as it's part of a collective, there's huge benefits in that, but there's also huge disadvantages. And a, a unique pay spine for nursing would mean that we could use that pay spine to properly start to sort out nursing issues. I mean, currently at the moment, if you're a chief nurse leading an acute hospital, between a band two um, uh, um, nursing assistant and a chief nurse, there's 11 layers of nurses. That's really, really a lot. Is there a better way to do this? Um, and those are the sorts of things we need to start thinking about. Is there a better way to properly reward brilliance at the bedside? Mm. Sadly, at the moment, you can come into nursing as a band five and there are many nurses that then retire as a band five. Mm. How could they have 10, 20, 30 years of experience and their pay stay the same? If you look at other countries, they have a pay system that really rewards brilliance at the bedside. So you stay very close to the patient, but your pay still progresses upwards. Mm. In our current structure, the only way to get more pay 
is to either become an advanced practitioner and go up that clinical route or become a, a clinical leader. But many nurses, their greatest joy is to work very closely with the patients. Right. But sadly, at the moment, you get a ceiling on the amount of money you can get. Mm. That has got to be looked at. That's why we wanted to relook at a pay spine so that we genuinely started to value financially brilliance at the bedside. Absolutely. So as we reach the end of this podcast, uh, I just wanted to ask you really to leave your message for nurses. Uh, What do you want listeners to take away from this? Nursing is the most amazing profession. I have been a nurse all my life. I absolutely love the privilege of being able to look after people at the most vulnerable times in their lives. There's so much of a variety of of roles you can have in nursing, you know, prison nursing, district nursing, community nursing, researching, acute nursing, this specialist nurse, anything you're interested, you can do as a nurse. I think we need to value ourselves, value our profession, remind everybody that we matter. And I think just thank everybody for the hard work that they do day in, day out, in very difficult circumstances sometimes to give outstanding care and to assure them at the Royal College of Nursing, we know it's tough and we will do all that we can to advocate for them with the government. That's great. Thank you so much, Nicola, for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you. 